0: As we have just recently celebrated Christmas, as we know it, and exchanged gifts, a lot of focus has been put on material things, and as we have surrounded our families and in our homes and wherever it may be, uh, we all received a lot of material things which make us happy. We, we enjoy those things, um, maybe something that you needed uh, around the house to assist you in some way, and, uh, maybe some tools, maybe some cooking wear, maybe some decorations, maybe some new clothes. Um, we all have focused on those things materially. Things that help us be who we are. Things that help us uh, to be more ready if uh, things should come that we need something, those tools or whatever, it makes us more complete, doesn't it? When we have things that are at our homes, uh, for me, for years, uh, if I got ready to do a job, I always needed something. And I got ready to go do that job, and I was like, well, I only need it one time. Why would I go spend hundreds of dollars if I have a friend that's got one? <laughs> well, let's go borrow it. Well, then I learned that when you borrow things from friends, it tears up. So you might as well have went and bought one anyway. Um, but we focus on those things that uh, help us in our homes to be more complete and to be ready. As we look this morning, I want us to think about being complete in Christ. In the book of Ephesians in chapter one and verse three, the Bible says, blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. As was read just a moment ago in Colossians 3, or Colossians 2 rather, in verses 8 through 9, I ask you sincerely this morning to think at aspects of your life. Are you complete in the things, the tools and things you need around your home? Do you have what you need to do for the most part to complete all the tasks that may come up? Hanging pictures. If you're married, you're going to hang pictures. You're going to hang things and decorations. Think about technology-wise. and Are you complete? We always try to stay complete in technology. We want to stay up with the latest. The latest app or the latest whatever. Think about your job. Are you complete? Are you complete in your parenting? Are you complete in your marriage and last but not least are you complete in Christ you see all those other things that I mentioned prior to that last one you will not be complete in all those other things if you are not complete in Christ well what do you mean I'm asking you, are you in Christ this morning? Are you what Paul is describing and talking about in Colossians 2, verses 8 through 10, where he says in verse 10, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Those who are in Christ are recipients of great spiritual blessings. And those blessings come from God, as we just read in Ephesians 1 and verse 3. And it is these blessings that the gospel writers tend to focus way more on than any material thing in their life. You see, people who are in Christ, we have something special. And you say, well, what do you mean in Christ? I believe in Christ. I come to church. But unless one has been baptized for the remission of their sins and buried with Christ and put on Christ, And living faithful, he or she is not complete in Christ and lacks many things in their lives. But those of us who have committed that and and went through the the baptism and added to the body of Christ and, and have our sins washed away, we have something special. We have something that's wonderful. And something, of the, the, something that we have, something that people of the world don't have. And one says, what, what do we have? We have every heavenly blessing that comes from God. We have, as Christians, of those of us who are complete in Christ... We have access to things that outweigh any blessing that we could ever get on this earth. Paul emphasizes we focus more on on things that that we tend to smell or see or touch Those tangible blessings, we focus more on those than what Paul emphasizes of what should be our attention and our focus of being special blessings. What we have that the world doesn't have. What one who is baptized into Christ and is faithful has versus one who does not have. There's no way that anyone can ever convince me and probably any of, the, any of you who are in Christ with your mate and are Christians, that your marriage could be any worse or any better without Christ or with Christ. Most certainly with Christ, wouldn't it? There's no better gift than to me, as I was thinking a moment ago, as my son stood before this congregation and led you in prayer, of what a great blessing that that was for me as a parent to be led in prayer by my own son. There's no better blessing than that to me than the blessing of spiritual blessings from God in heaven. There's no better blessing than to have a daughter that you have that will teach or, or, or whatever we see our daughters do for the Lord. There's no better than, than seeing your son or your grandson stand in front of the congregation and, and, and read scripture or, or lead prayer or, or wait on the Lord's table and, and worship together and know that you as a parent, through God's help, are responsible for that. There's no greater blessing. Tonight we're going to receive a great blessing. Brother Jimmy and Miss Linda and uh, the rest of the family, Jason and others, will see one of their own stand and preach the gospel. There's no blessing. There's no better blessing than that. We tend to focus again, though, on those things that are physical rather than spiritual. You know, your children and my children as well have... Be involved in sports and competed and done things, and we've had some happy moments in our home, and I know you have as well. But you know, often I hear people say, man, we made the greatest memory today in, in some sporting event or whatever the case may be. But you know, when you think about that on the spiritual side, I don't know if that that's the greatest memory. The greatest memory for you and I as parents is maybe when that child became a Christian. Or I can worship with my children and my children can worship with me and that should be right back at the children as well. There's no greater feeling than to be able to worship with your parents' children. You may not see it now, but when they're gone, you'll really look back and say, man, I wished I'd have been with them more. But Paul emphasizes these things. Paul focuses more on the spiritual things. And again, I ask you this morning, are you in Christ? Verse eight of our scripture reading this morning in Colossians two, Paul warns about the deceivers and false teachers who are trying to lead God's people astray and they are continually binding the philosophies and the traditions of men upon these brethren. Verse 9, he clears up any confusion about the deity of Christ, and he emphasizes that Jesus is God, as we're told in <clears throat> excuse me, John verse, chapter 1, verse 1. In verse 10, Paul makes it clear that those in Christ are complete, Now, when you go and research that word that he uses there, complete, in the Greek, that word means jammed, crammed, piled in, filled up, is what that means. The Greek word that would replace that word, complete, is that they're crammed full with every spiritual blessing that they need from God. Basically, we could say everything that they need in life. And one would say this morning, what are those blessings? If we're in Christ and we're in fellowship with Christ and with him, we need to remember that we are complete and crowned full of what we need in Christ is used some 80 times in the Bible. And this morning, I want to share with you just three examples of those things. For one, what are those blessings? What are those, that that part of that crammed up and filled up and full of what you need? Number one is salvation. Those in Christ have received redemption. Now we're going to use our Bibles so I want you to get your Bibles out get them up, get them working get those hands working and go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 it says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. What are those blessings? What is that part of being full and crowned and complete? Salvation. We have redemption. To be redeemed means to be brought back, or bought back rather, through the death of Jesus Christ Every man and woman has the possibility to be bought back from the depths and the grips of Satan and sin. If one has not been baptized for the remission of their sins, he or she is lost. They still are in the grips of Satan and of the world and Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ can save them from that condition. They have to be bought back. But also in salvation, those in Christ, as we just read there in in verse 7, says they have received forgiveness. No person, now hear me, no person can go to heaven without the forgiveness of their sins. It's that simple. You see, this is a big deal. It's a big deal to any man or woman or young person that has not been baptized for the remission of their sins to be forgiven of those sins because the destiny of your soul, where you will live eternally, depends upon that decision. So those who are in Christ and salvation is one of those blessings, you've received redemption. You can receive that forgiveness. And it's a big deal, and it's a much bigger deal than anything going on in our world today. It's much bigger than, than finding a cure for this coronavirus and the Omicron variant and, and all it's, it's a whole lot much bigger than that. It's a lot bigger than anything in the world that we know today. <clears throat> I can tell you one thing. <clears throat> You can go to heaven without them finding a cure of the coronavirus. But you cannot go to heaven without the forgiveness of sins. You know, we're so scared, and, and, and I understand. Elderly medical conditions, I understand. I understand all the aspects of it. But to be complete in Christ is for one to serve Him faithfully and depend upon Jesus Christ and our God to protect us. And I've had people say, well, you know, you don't walk out in the middle of a street and just say, God, protect me. No, we don't. We take precautions But I'm going to tell you, there are many who need to be sitting back in these pews who are still relying upon the coronavirus to give them an excuse not to. And they're failing to be complete in Christ. God gave us enough common sense not to walk out in front of a car. He gave us enough common sense to, to put a uh, mask on if we're afraid of that. And, but, but being a service, he gave us enough sense to wash our hands and, and to put this uh, Germex on it. That smells terrible in the back of our auditorium. <laughs> Many of you have used that. Somebody said, I wish you'd get another one. Every time you walk by, me, you stink. <laughs> but that's the only kind that will kill the coronavirus, so... You'll better keep using it. But again, being complete in Christ. Those in Christ have received spiritual life. Go with me to 1 John chapter 5 and read with me. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us, what? Eternal life. And this life is what? In His Son. Complete in who? In Christ. What are these blessings that we're crowned full with? How are we complete in Christ? Through salvation, through redemption, for forgiveness, through, through spiritual life. Now I'm going to go back to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6. Flip back there with me. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11 says to us, Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through or in whom? Jesus Christ our Lord. Those in Christ have redemption. They have forgiveness. They have received a spiritual life. They can experience real life now and also in eternity. We can experience real spiritual life now. You see, we live currently live in a death denial society. We're, we're, we're among people in the world today, nobody wants to talk about death. Oh, don't bring that up around me, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about dying. I'm not going to make any preparation. I don't want to talk about it. You better be talking about it. Physically and spiritually. There's no sadder condition than in a funeral situation that we know for a fact that a a person is lying and stayed in front of us that never was baptized for remission of their sins and had no hope of heaven. There's no rougher day for any mate, for any parent to experience that. But there's no greater day for that parent and mate to know that their loved one was in Christ and complete. But we have to make that decision now. Those in Christ have received God's grace. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 9. While God has extended his grace to all, he says. Titus 2 and verse 11. And only those in Christ accept it On his terms, as Brother Jimmy brought out in class this morning, he said, see, he had heard someone on uh, TV or radio or something said they had extended grace to their members today that they did not have to attend services. The only person who has the right to extend grace is God himself. Through his Son and his blood. Not only has he received God's grace, you go to the book of Romans in chapter 8, something that I know that's very familiar to you. But in the book of Romans in chapter 8, it speaks of God's love. That person has received God's love. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 and 39, listen to what the Bible says to us. And we all we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom, did, for, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the firstborn among the brethren. Now, With God's love, all things work together through those who love God. Now notice, on his terms, now notice with me, flip over to 38 and 39. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, God, can you say this morning that God loves everybody? Certainly we can. God loves everybody. But unfortunately, everybody doesn't love God and love him back. So some of that filled up, crammed full is God's love. We receive the full benefits of his love when we're buried in Christ and we're baptized for the remission of our sins. And according to Galatians 2 and verse 16, we have received justification. We are justified. You are complete in Christ. And that word justification meaning declared not guilty. If we want to be complete in Christ, we first have to have and, and grab a hold and be a part of and receive the grace and the salvation that comes through the grace of God, and be baptized for the remission of our sins, and then and only then can we be on the road to being complete in Christ. But not only the first thing of salvation are those things, what are those blessings that we have that when we're complete in Christ? Is our family. You are complete with everything. When you are in Christ, you are complete with everything in regards to a family. You know, not everyone is blessed to have a physical family to love and care for them. They're not blessed. A lot of people are not blessed that way. A lot of our children are not blessed that way. They have them, but they choose not to love them and choose not to be around them. But you know what? Galatians 3 and verse 26 tells us that those in Christ have been made the sons of God. Galatians 3 and verse 26 says to us, for ye are all the children of God by faith. Where? Where? In Christ Jesus. Complete in Christ. Those in Christ have been clothed, have, have clothed themselves. You go back up or down to verse 27. They have clothed themselves in Christ. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, you have what? Clothed or put on Christ. You have clothed yourself with Christ or put on Christ. They have a relationship with Christ. Those who are sons of God, in verse 26, have been adopted to the family of God. And those in Christ have found true acceptance and equality. In Galatians 3, verse 28, if you go down another verse, He says, basically, there's nobody. There's nobody. That if you have been baptized and added to the body of Christ, you are all one in Christ Jesus. There it is again, that same language, in Christ, complete in Christ. You see... We need to understand that when a person does those things, they're in the family, they become one. You know, you think about, you, you may not have your mother and father anymore, you may not have your spouse, you may not have a child, you may not have whatever the case, But in you, and you struggle with being part of a family. You see, that's one of the great blessings in God's family, is when you're added to God's family, You've got a whole big family that cares for you, who loves you. And that's one of those great being crammed up, filled up, complete in Christ that we're talking about this morning. Third but not last, we have salvation, we have a family, we have comfort. we made complete in comfort you have everything you need for encouragement in philippians just a flip over again to philippians 2 in verse 1 if there be therefore any consolation encouragement or comfort in Christ. If any comfort of love. If any fellowship of the spirit. If any bows and mercies. Or tender mercies. And compassions. Fulfill ye my joy. That ye be like minded. Having the same love. Being of one accord. Of one mind. See Paul writes. And tells us. He uses here, the word he uses there in consolation means comfort. When you are at your rock bottom pit in life, I I I don't know what it would be. But when you are at that point in your life, God comforts you. That's one of the things that helps, makes us complete in Christ. God comforts his people by giving them full access. One says, well, how does he comfort me? I'm still hurting, I'm still struggling, I'm still in this, and whatever the case may be, how does God comfort me? You go over in the Philippians chapter four, just a page or so over, maybe on the same page. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, now notice this, which passeth all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds and thoughts. Where? Through Christ Jesus. Jesus. We're complete in Christ. God, not everyone has this access. Not everyone has that access. Not everybody in the world has the access that we have by being complete and being in Christ to access God through prayer. Not everybody can pray and God hear it. We have that that the world doesn't have. And we have comfort in that. God comforts his people with his people. When you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 in verses 3 through 5. He comforts his people with his people. And he says there in verse 3 of chapter 1 Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of what? All comfort. Who comfort us all in all our tribulation or affliction, that we we may be able to comfort who? Them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation, our encouragement also aboundeth by who? Christ. God comforts his people with his people. God comforts his people by giving them the hope of of heaven. You go back to the book of of Ephesians in chapter 4 and verse 4. Very comforting to us. When he says there is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in hope of your calling. Giving the hope of their heaven. That wonderful place called heaven. How many times in your life as a brother or a sister, in the right context, but that brother has came to your home, to hospital, to a funeral home, and prayed with you. there has been a lot of, it, hasn't it? God says you're. You see, when you're not in Christ and you haven't been baptized and you're not a member of the Lord's church and you haven't had those sins washed away and added to the body of Christ, you don't have that. You may think you have it. But you don't have it because you're not complete in Christ. To be in Christ means you can receive the full benefit Kind of like the benefits we see here on this earth insurance, job benefits. And maybe you are new to a job and you get your first paycheck or your first month's work or whatever, or or you have to use the insurance. and, And the HR people, they look at you and say, well, The reason you didn't get the full benefit is because you didn't sign up for it. What do you mean I didn't sign up for it? Nobody told me about it. You see, you can't make that claim when it comes to being in Christ because you've been told. There'll be many days, there'll be many people in the day of the Lord that will say, well, Boy, I sure wish I'd have listened. Boy, I'd have listened. I, I tell you what, he or she knew what they was talking about. You didn't receive the benefit because you didn't sign up for it or, or you didn't meet the eligibility. You, di- you, didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do on your end. The same case today. You can't receive the full benefit of Christ and Jesus Christ's blood unless you sign up for it or unless you complete the eligibility. And that eligibility, meaning that you've heard the word, you know what to do. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you're willing to repent of your ways and and make that confession that he is the Christ and recognize those sins and say, I'm ready to sign up for the full benefit, not just partial, and make that commitment to serve the Lord. Maybe you need to recommit and get back to those full benefits. This morning, let me encourage you to get into Christ. Be complete in the Christ for no other person or no other reason, but for where your soul will live eternally. And the great example it would be to your family, to your children, to your grandchildren. What a great influence that would be. Remember I told you one of those great spiritual blessings for me was to be led in prayer by my own son. Great things come from Christ. This morning, whatever your need may be, please come. Together we stand as we sing.